right, it is Tuesday night. It is a special edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio alongside the man of the hour, the birthday man himself, Ben. Ben, happy birthday, sir. Thank you very much. We have a, we've had quite a day. I, I cannot believe I'm not in some sort of food-related coma after the dinner that my mom whipped up. But oh, somehow, no. somehow no. miraculously, I'm here and we are good to go. What'd you do? What'd you have? Um, we had tacos, uh, some sort of fudge ripple ice cream. That was very good. And, um, and chocolate cake with vanilla icing. It was wonderful. Ben? What's that? Are you trying to kill me? Well, well why don't you just was... take that steak and drive it through my heart? Why don't you? <laughs> that cheat. That that just sounded so good. Yes, and the the fudge dribble ice cream was awesome. Cool. So what would you do today for your birthday? Um I played NBA two K twenty two and I did um some additional research for the show today. Um because because we have one hell of a show for you. So I, I had to do my due diligence with that. And, um, yeah, man, I just kind of hung out and enjoyed myself. Very cool. All right, so um, I have my list here in front of me. We have – I, I got to play these two movie trailers. I found them on YouTube. I'm like, I got to let you hear – the stupidity that I was watching because this is even too weird. This is, was too weird even for me. And you know, I have all my all my weird pictures that I scare you. Yes, yes. And, and you very successfully uh, scared me right before we came on the air. I'm like, are you trying to make sure I don't make it to next year? Good God. All right. <laughs> Oh, we also have the results from In Your House, NXT, um, Hell in a Cell. We have Monday Night Raw, and I. We have the WWF Top Villains Tournament uh, quarterfinal matches. No, no, yeah, the. I believe it's the quarterfinal or semifinals. It's the final two are in there. Uh, no, so it's, it would be the the semifinals. Semifinals, uh, yeah. So we have the final, the final two, and the winner of that goes on to face Roddy Piper in the finals. And we have now I have a couple of lists, but I'm not gonna go through them because I was looking at them, and I want to turn into decent tournaments because these right, I cool. think are gonna be fun. They're like they they have to do with wrestling, but I think this is gonna be cool. And speaking of tournaments, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I know we don't have um, an AEW review on the docket this evening, but um, but I did uh, get some clarification as to the um, the AEW interim world title tournament and what the hell they're doing. Because I was I was so confused uh, coming out of uh, Dynamite this week that I, or last week that I had to. Uh, that I had to look it up, and it was only two days ago that we got all of that cleared up. the The official news only came out two days ago. 
after um, what turned into quite the clusterfuck on the um, on the main event because Chris Jericho um, missed Luke on two different occasions on whether CM Punk relinquished the world title or not. So, so I have that for you as well. All right, and of course. Uh... We have Time Warp. We're going back to Sunday, December 29th, 1985. And we round it out with Wrestling Roulette. Ben, we see we start with uh, that uh, news you just said. Mentioned. All right, very cool. So, um, so a press release was released by um, Tony Khan and AEW. I'm not going to... I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to summarize it. Um, so we're going to have a, another uh, tournament right off the heels of, um, of the Owen Hart um, Cup because, because of the aforementioned situation regarding uh, CM Punk and what appears to be a broken foot. Um, we don't. We still don't know the timetable uh, for his return. But um, in addition to AEW's involvement with with um, the tournament, New Japan will also um, be getting involved because of um, because of the upcoming uh, because of the upcoming Forbidden Door pay per view on the twenty sixth. Um, so. This is a two-promotion deal. And um, so the, the first step of this is that there's going to be a battle royal this coming um, this coming Wednesday to kick off the show. And then the winner of that match will advance to the main event the same evening um, to face John Moxley. And so the... And so, whoever wins that match will compete for the interim world title at Forbidden Door on the t- on June twenty sixth. So, the other the other side of that 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 takes care of the AEW side. The other side of it is New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, which which we'll get into my personal opinion on that um, in a minute. Um, but, um, so, so Hiroshi Tanahashi and her, her, um, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce his name. Haruki Goto. Haruki Goto. Yeah. Okay, good. So I didn't slaughter it. Okay. Nope. That's a, that's a accomplishment in and of itself. Uh, um, they'll face off at Dominion on June 12th. And the winner of that match will move on to face um, the Battle Royal um, slash whoever wins the Moxley match at Forbidden Door. And then the new champion uh, will be crowned at the end of that one-on-one finals match. Uh, And then once, uh, once CM Punk is medically cleared to compete, because once again, he was not stripped of the world title. Uh, despite what uh, Chris Jericho had to say on two different occasions. And by the way, I'm, I'm not being a smartass or saying anything against uh, Chris Jericho. I understand it was it was a very confusing and hectic evening 
Um, so I can only imagine, but it, but it was a little bit of a snafu to, to uh, make that mistake twice. So I'm just clarifying uh, the situation. Um, and then, uh, so when CM Punk gets back, he'll, uh, they'll unify the titles. And hopefully, ladies and gentlemen, they'll actually unify the titles and not do what WWE is doing and have a unification match but still have two separate titles. And have that champion sitting at home instead of showing up and holding the titles hostage. Exactly. I don't like that. Like, I know, I know, that's it's Roman Reigns, but I don't like that. That, like, uh, the championships are being held hostage. Like, no one else can uh, challenge for them because he's not there. Uh, well, no, and, and that's that's really not a good look. And, um, you know, and we're going to we're going to get even further into that once we once we discuss um, all the fallout from Hell in a Cell, because I think it's really going to backfire on them bad considering what happened to Hell in a Cell. But um, but now that we have the AEW news out of the way, um, let's um, let's backtrack a little bit. And Elio, if you want to um, show off those movie trailers and try to scare me again, you're more than welcome to do so. Well, they're not gonna. The second one might be a little creepy, but the first one will definitely won't scare you. It's just really stupid, and I see that now. As opposed to when I was like 12, and I thought it was just the greatest movie ever to be filmed in Canada. <laughs> this is called Jacob Tutu Meets Hooded Fang. It's a bit of a long one, it's like three minutes. But you'll, you'll get this most of uh, what this movie is. Okay, cool. So that's a hood thing, the guy that was making all those growling noises. Very cool. This was really bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting my impression. Oh, uh, can we move on with it? Let's go. Hurry up. Shit. <laughs> 
This is a part you have to hear. This is so bad. This part right here. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> I can't do anymore. I can't. Uh, oh dear! You know, you know what that sounded like? That sounded like a cross between a Bray Wyatt promo and a WWE creative meeting. Oh shit! Ben, you have permission to like uh, to like uh, jump on me about that. Like, what was I thinking watching that movie when I was a kid and thinking it was great? Well, you know. We, we all have those situations where you, know, you think something's awesome as a kid and then you come back. And I, like, uh, like I, it was sitting on my computer and I wanted to get rid of it, but I wanted to watch it one last time before I delete it. And I'm like, man, this is so bad. <laughs> and here's the, uh, the, here's the second one. This, is, this movie is called Private Parts from 1972. No, it's not what you think, Ben. I was thinking, is Howard Stern going to make an appearance on the podcast? I did like that movie. I did like uh, the Howard Stern movie. Yeah, I did too. This one, okay, this one is um, going to be a shorter one. It's like 57 seconds. I'll be right, we'll be right back uh, while I queue it up. Alright, Ben, so this movie I was watching, um, actually it was uh, last night. I was kind of watching it, but I was like... uh, Fast forwarding like every 30 seconds because I just couldn't do it. I couldn't uh, make it through the whole film. It was that stupid and just like really out there. It's called Private Parts from 1972. It's a horror movie. And here we go. 57 seconds. Here we go. Welcome to Aunt Martha's King Edward Hotel. Hardly anyone ever checks in. Nobody checks out. Now I'm letting you stay here on one condition. That you promise not to wander around the hotel alone. This is no place for a little girl. (laughs) Behind each door there's a private terror. And at the heart of each terror are the private parts. Cheryl? In cases like yours instruction is most important. Don't go child. Stay here and be my son. I'd never know what you'd do. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Follow Cheryl as she leads you through the darkest corridors of your mind. Private parts, rated R. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> what the hell? That was weird, even for me. I'm like, I was sitting there, I was like, what am I watching here? You know how bad that was? I know how bad and, like, really disturbing this movie was. 
Afterwards, I had to watch The Incredible Hulk just to get the images out of my head. Now, are you talking about one of the movies or the actual show? For the oh, Incredible for The Incredible Hulk. Hulk. No, the actual show. Oh, yeah. I told you, I mean, I, I, I'm, on the, I'm on um season three of uh, of the series. Like, two weeks ago, I watched a clip where... Um, Excuse me, where the Incredible Hulk was beating up the abusive father. Oh, and, uh, right, yeah. At, at, the, at the end of the clip, he's, he's like, no, Daddy, don't hit me anymore, you know. And then he was like, I'm apologizing to the kid. So it was like, it was kind of cool, but it was kind of sad at the same time. Yeah. So <laughs> those are the two movies. And actually, before we go on... Um, We'll be right back. I have to look something up real quick. Okay, Ben, before we get into all the wrestling stuff, I found this thing the other day that tells you which version of the Joker and which version of Batman you are based on your Zodiac sign. Now, I was looking up Gemini and it wasn't listed, but they had me on there, and I am the Heath Ledger version of the Joker. Which which arguably is the best one. And they also had which Batman are you based on your Zodiac sign? And for you, you are the Flashpoint version of Batman. Well, I, I had to look that one up. I'm not because you know now. Don't shoot me, Elio. But um, you know I've never been much of a comic book guy. Uh, you know because they were. I think it, I think it was just part of my CP. It made it hard to follow. You know with the comic strips. Being linear, it's just. I weird. never, I, I never followed comics either when I was a kid. Um, but but I did look it up, and it he does look pretty badass, so now, I can't I, complain. And I also looked up mine, and I am the Batman Beyond version of Batman. <laughs> That's a very good one too, you know, Christian Bale. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. Oh, I'm like, wow. Okay, I'll take it. Sure, Christian Bale and Heath Ledger. That works for me. And speaking speaking of Batman Beyond, uh, Liam Neeson played uh, Ra's al Ghul, and it, it is Liam Neeson's birthday today as well. Yes, it is. Hey, you share your birthday with Liam Neeson. How about that? Yes, so, so in, in addition to that, and I didn't look this up. I just happened to know this from from the past. Um, I also share a birthday with Mick Foley and Dave Navarro. Yes, you do. I was looking that up. Uh, you you uh, have the same birthday as Mick Foley. Yeah. Because uh, I was trying to find the match card for the time warp that we're going to be doing later on the show, but I couldn't find it, so I just watched it and I took uh, down the results myself and Pretty good show. Um, okay, so we see we get into uh, NXT in your house. Absolutely. All right, Ben. Um, what do you have for us? So I. So there, there's a high and a, and a low, all okay. in the the very first match, which was um, which was Legado del Fantasma versus. Tony D'Angelo and his family, I suppose. <laughs> yep, that's um, who they are, his family. Stacks I, and two dimes. Which, which, <laughs> uh, 
which I was laughing my ass off because, as you guys know by now, I don't watch the weekly version of NXT uh, 2.0. So this was my first time actually seeing uh, Stacks in two times. Well, they just uh, showed up, so he, he, you um, you didn't miss anything. But the the actual match was was very very good. It was uh, one of one of my high points, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the thing the thing that drags it down is I really don't understand the um, the stipulation of this match because because. It really doesn't make sense for either faction to join the other one. Right. They just don't, um, they don't fit together. And, and, and as, we are, as we are recording uh, this, NXT is currently on. And with all the fallout from uh, this uh, premium live event. Please stop calling him that. Right? Seriously. Please. This, this pay-per-view, not premium live event. So, uh, NXT, I will be uh, watching that later on. We will bring you those results on Saturday. But, uh, Ben, continue on. And, you know, so, so, number one, I wasn't a fan of the stipulation. No, it's just weird. And, and, and number two, I'm, I'm very much not a fan of... LDF being broken up, uh, and, and and this might seem stupid. This might seem. So what are we talking about? Broken up. Legado del Fantasma is no more. They're merged into. Um, oh oh yeah oh no I th- yeah okay yeah no so we said broken up it sounded like well okay yeah no I get that yeah I get your meaning. So um. So as I was looking around the crowd, they had the LDF shirts, mm-hmm. and um, you know, but they, they were they were modeled after the um, the old Latino World Order shirts. Yep, which I which I got an absolute kick out of because I I loved the uh, Latino World Order back in the day, um, but. Um, yeah, I really, I really don't understand this. I mean, I get that they're trying to put over uh, Tony D'Angelo, um, but, but to me, uh, Santos Escobar should be a major, major focus on your program, and the fact that he's not. Maybe, I mean, maybe this means he gets called up at some point. Maybe this means he gets, Hopefully. you know, ca- called up faster, and this is just a vehicle to make that happen. Hopefully. Because, honestly, Elio, I can't see this uh, merge lasting too long, because, like I said, they just don't fit together. Nope. Um, but in, in terms of a pure match quality, I would have to... I would have to give this at least a, at least a three star, maybe even a three and a half. This was very enjoyable. Yep, it was. Um, and and this next one, I'm not saying the match was was bad because it wasn't, 
but I'm just not feeling this toxic attraction versus Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Now, do you know, okay, they changed Caden Carter's name because uh, on uh, the NXT live events, she wasn't using Caden Carter when she first started. She was using her real name, Lacey Lane. Well, yeah, but of course they were going to change that. So. No, I'm saying like, like how they changed Casey Cancelo's name. They didn't change Kenny Carter's name. Well, you know, I, I don't know what they're doing. I, I really, I really don't. It's so yeah. This match uh, wasn't the uh, wasn't bad, but it was uh, just okay for me. Yeah, I mean, um, I think Casey Cancelo. Casey Cancero really stood stood up stood out to me, um, you know. And and like I said, there's nothing really um, to heavily criticize. It just to me, it doesn't really strike me as a match that needs to be on the card. Now I get it; it's a women's championship uh, or a women's tag team title situation. But here's a question that I have. For you, because I honestly don't know. Um, so outside of these two teams, Toxic Attraction and uh, Casey Canzaro and Caden Carter, um, do, do you see my emphasis on Kate, on Casey Canzaro's name? Because it's just I'm not calling her Katana. Yeah. This is not Mortal Kombat. And and she is not she is not Benjamin Bryant's beautiful wife. Not doing it. Um, but um, but what what is the um, NXT Women's uh, Tag Team Division look like outside of these two teams? Okay. Um. They have Yulisa Leon and Valentina Feroz or Feroy. Um. Well, I think uh, they're putting Cora Jean and Roxanne Perez together. Pairing oh, them up. God. Outside of that, I'm not really sure. I mean, they, this NXT breakout, <laughs> women's breakout tournament that they had is, is weird because Nikita Lyons is out with an injury. So they have, in the finals, it's going to be... And the men all over social media weep. And uh, so in the finals, it's going to be Tiffany Stratton and Roxanne Perez. Oh my holy fuck! That's happening tonight, I believe. Speaking of, um, speaking of, uh, oh, what, what the fuck? See, see I, I'm, I'm such, I'm so not a fan of Tiffany Stratton. I, I, I just automatically forget her name, but. Okay. This gimmick is terrible. Is she is she still doing the credit card gimmick, or is that over with? No, she's still doing the rich uh, daddy girl, daddy's girl gimmick. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, no, no, she's not doing the whole credit card uh, pro gimmick with um, Saray. I think that that one's over. That program is done. Oh, thank Christ. Yeah. Smart. Small miracles, folks. Small miracles. <laughs> but um, next up, we had uh, Cameron Grimes versus Carmelo Hayes. Not a bad match. 
Carmelo and Hayes, uh, the new North American champion. Yes, this was um, th- this was very good. I I, I enjoyed this. I, I did get this prediction wrong. I predicted that um, Cameron Green uh, Cameron Grimes would return would retain his title and still be sitting all the way on top on his trip to to the moon. Yeah, I know. I, I went with Cameron Grimes as well. Um, so I got that one wrong. But, um, but, you know, I can't really hate on it because outside of Trick Williams, I love everything about Carmelo Hayes. You know, if if they don't put, I mean, I have said this about so many, uh, you know, NXT guys in the past, you know, but out of everybody, yeah. Keep it going. I'm going to go a step away from the computer for a minute. Right. So, out of everybody on the um, NXT 2.0 roster, you know, there are a few um, guys that I really see a lot of potential in. And Cameron uh, and um, Carmelo Hayes, I don't want to say Cameron Grimes, him too, but um, Carmelo Hayes is somebody that I see a lot of uh, potential in to be a top guy in the future. You know, and I've said that about so many other uh, guys um, in NXT's history, and it just hasn't come to pass. But I really, um, I really would be disappointed if if Carmelo Hayes isn't a major player. Um, and um, you know, I'm just um, I'm disappointed in that. But um, or I'm disappointed already. I should say because. I just know how um, WWE operates, and I don't have I don't have faith in that as we speak. Um, but uh, but I guess we'll see what happens. And um, I'm getting phone calls from somebody because it's it's um, my birthday, so I do apologize if that came through on the recording. Um, but moving on. Uh, past my rant with um, with uh, Carmelo Hayes as my um, as my co-host returns under the headphones, I was just um, I was just telling the, telling the people that um, as much as I like Carmelo Hayes, I have a, I have a fear that he won't be used properly because everyone that comes up from NXT. Is never the same as when they were on NXT. And I can't wait to get to Monday Night Raw to get your take on what happened. Oh God. <laughs> well, um, well, you know, <laughs> to to um to the patient man come to spoils, I guess they say. Um, but uh, I don't, I don't. I'm kidding. I don't think I, I. I don't think I've heard anybody say that. I'm just kidding. Oh, what? Okay. But the but next match. Um. So next up, we had Mandy Rose versus Wendy Chu. Okay. What did you think of this match? Come on. No, it was terrible. Fuck <laughs> off. <No. laughs> I didn't like Wendy Chu. No. Kind of did, not not even like a little bit like outside of like her her other matches. 
No. Okay. No. This this gimmick is not working. It's like Sleeping Beauty meets something else that I don't want to watch. Yeah, it's it just doesn't work. And you know, I I get what they're trying to do with Mandy Rose, you know, because she looks like a million bucks and this that, and the other thing. But you know, I granted maybe she's improving. It, it would be unfair of me to pass judgment on that because I don't watch NXT. But but from what I saw at in her house, no. No, she still needs serious work, and um, th- this was definitely a low point of the but, evening. But Mandy Rose did have a good match. I forget, I, I forget who it was, but she did have a good match on um, NXT. Uh, I think I know it was uh, Roxanne Perez. Very she, good. She, she did have a match, a good match against Roxanne Perez. It wasn't bad. And then next up. Um, we have the tag team titles as Pretty Deadly uh, takes on the um, the Creed Brothers. Now, can I, can I hold on? Can I just tell you how much I hate these names that they gave Pretty Deadly? Go ahead, tell me. Elton Prince and Kit Wilson. I hate these names. What was wrong with their their original names? Uh, Lewis Holloway and Sam. Stoker. Well, regardless of their names, I think the guys... I like those names better. That was their original names. Well, and that might be true. I, I don't know, but I'm just saying. Um, they look like they look like a cross between Brazongo and The Miz and John Morrison. No, 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 shut yeah. the fuck up. I've never been offended these guys, and I hate their ring gear. The ring gear looks so stupid. The, the ring gear makes them look like gay chip and dancers. Oh, jeez. Yes, but I mean, seriously. Oh, my God, the ring gear is disgusting. It's like, stop. It's more disgusting than Kelly and Dane and the A-Train put together. It's just no. Um, but I, uh, but on the other on the other side of that, I love the Creepers. I like this team. Yes, and and as as stupid as this made me look, ladies and gentlemen, I did not realize until until I was told later on the Creeps are actually brothers. I did not know that. Yep, Brutus and uh, Julius Creed. Um, but yeah, they had a very nice moment with their parents after they won the match. Well, and, uh, uh, actually, uh, they, they, yeah, <laughs> wow, they went from Casper to Creed. Oh my God! That's I just, no, I, I just looked up uh, their actual names. So, but yeah, they are brothers. Because like a lot of times uh, when they put these teams together and they say, "Oh, they're brothers," like a lot of times. Uh, it's just like storyline purposes. Yeah, but they are—they yep. are much like the Hardys. They are actually shoot brothers. So that was—that was, that was kind of cool. And I, uh, I love this team. I was never a fan of them, but I—I I started becoming a fan. Like uh, the more I saw them. 
Yeah, and, and my favorite, um, my favorite moment in the match was when uh, Julius Creed hit that shooting star press off the top. That was um, that was really impressive. I did not know he had that kind of athleticism. Um, and then next up we had Ron Breaker and Joe Gacy in the main Our event. Main event. Oh my god. Now I now I understand why this is a main event. You know the NXT title is on the line. I get it, and I think Braun Breaker has a lot of potential. He isn't there yet, and I think I think Joe Gacy um, is a talented wrestler, um, but the gimmick just isn't working. Um. You know, and, and it was it was very boring. Um, this, I, I'm just being honest with you. I, for yeah, a main no, event, I, I know I didn't like this match either. I was bored for real. For like, a main for a main event of a um, of a, a so-called premium live event. I can't believe I had to say that out loud. I'm so sorry. Um, it, it wasn't um, it, it wasn't up to par. No, for real, um, when this match was going on, I was, like, literally sitting at my desk on my iPad because uh, I, just, I just wasn't interested in this match. Yeah, I, I, I no, I wasn't. But, but overall, um, I would say the two high points were Legato versus um, the family. Uh-huh. Um, even though I didn't like the, I didn't like the result. And also, um, the 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 Creed match, and um, and with pretty deadly. Okay, I thought cool. I thought those were good matches. Yeah, and overall, um, over, overall, I, I would I would give the sh- I would give the show a six point eight. Because you know. I, I really I really wouldn't ha- I really wouldn't have put um, Wendy Chu on the um, on the card. I now maybe it's me being unfair, you know, because her her previous gimmick was so much cooler than this one. But yeah, but you never I got to see her wrestle. Well, well, it, well, that's true. But you know, but really, she's wearing a onesie and wrestling. Okay, and not a, not a singlet, ladies and gentlemen. I'm I'm talking a onesie that a six year old would wear at a fucking pajama party. Okay, <laughs> I'm expecting to see a onesie later this month when I go over to my my friend's house and my my niece is playing over there. She and she and she's four. That, that, that's accept, that's acceptable. Not on a grown ass woman. <laughs> not on national TV. No, you're not wearing a fucking onesie. Wrestling already gets in, enough flack for the lack of um, for the lack of clothing that people wear. <laughs> it, no. You know, but it's just it's almost as bad as uh, you know as like demolitions ring attire, which I find disgusting. Now, okay, now Money in the Bank is on uh, July 3rd, right? July 2nd. 2nd, oh yeah, on Saturday. And um, that Tuesday, July 5th, I believe, is the Great American Bash. 
Yeah, so we, um, I, I think I'm going to be unavailable on that Saturday because I think I'm going over to said friend's house to watch the show. But um, we can, we can, we can definitely do um, a pre-show on like thir- Thursday or so- something. However you want to work that. Yeah, we can do it. We, we can do maybe like a Thursday afternoon or something. Like we did um, on on Sunday or Saturday, I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so that was NXT in your house. I will not call it NXT TakeOver in your house because that's just blasphemous. So now we are going to move on to Hell in a Cell, Ben. Oh, good God. Here we go. (laughs) All right. Now, now let's just take this match by match because you guys know what we're getting to, but... Well, yeah, you have to take it. That's what we do on the other show. We go match by match. We don't do but, high points um, and low points. We do match by match. You know, so th- this is going to be a longer show, so make sure you have your refreshments with you. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, so, first up, we had... Um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm pulling up the card. Uh, it was uh, uh, the, the triple threat for the women, yes. for the Raw Women's Championship. Bianca Belair, uh, Becky Lynch, and Asuka. Now, this match was incredible. This was a great opening match. This was, as much as I complain about Becky Lynch's attire and her terrible promos, this was a fantastic match. I mean, that, that one spot where Asuka did the double ankle lock on uh, Bianca and uh, Becky Lynch, and the other one, the other spot where Bianca Belair delivered the standing suplex to Asuka. No, to yeah. Becky Lynch, sorry. Yeah, that was, um, we had a bunch of, we had a bunch of moments in this match that um, were really cool. Yep. Now I would I would even argue that this match should have taken place inside Hell in a Cell. Oh, okay. I, you, uh, so you're not alone because I I think uh, someone else. I was reading one of my comments on my TikTok page, uh, or I believe on uh, Facebook, someone said that they felt this match should have taken place inside Hell in a Cell. Um, yeah, I mean, I trust me. I understand why Cody Rhodes and and uh, Seth Rollins did. You know, but, but that's before the injury to to Cody Rhodes. But that's a different conversation. We're getting ready to have in a minute. But um, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but then remember, uh, remember the other uh, the past Hell in a Cell um, pay per views uh, where they had like two Hell in a Cell matches. Yeah. So, it was kind of like uh, too. It felt like too much with the two cell matches. Yeah, but but I'm thinking. I agree with you, but I'm I'm thinking maybe this one should have been in there. Okay. Uh, um. But um. This is but what this is one of those matches where I have trouble talking about it because I feel like I don't do it justice. This is why, outside of very special occasions, ladies and gentlemen, I gotta be honest with you, when I come on here, 
I know what I want to talk about, and I know, you know, what serious points I want to hit. Um, and and we do prepare very heavily for these. But it, it, if I told you that we take extensive notes before we come on here, I'd be lying to you. Um, you know, I don't I don't like doing that because then I missed a match and I can't talk about it. You know, like like I can't talk about the 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 emotions and the feelings and reactions as a fan. I can only go, you know, move A to move B to move C, and I don't want I don't want to do that. You know, it's it kind of reminds me of you know um, Ricky Steamboat and and Randy Savage at WrestleMania at WrestleMania three. Yep. Um, fantastic match, but I don't know if you if you guys remember this story. Um, you know, Ricky um, wrote the match out like, okay, move one, whatever the the move was, and it, it went through like sixty eight moves, and and they mapped out the entire match, and that's what I feel like I'd be doing if I. You know, took note, note by note, move by move, notes on these things. I mean, these things would be four hours long. <laughs> yep. You know, the the one time I did uh, take take match by match, move by move notes was um, for our WrestleMania post show, and that that was three hours and forty four minutes long. And I just I didn't <laughs> want to do that again. Um, so. Suffice to say, this was definitely a fantastic match. High point of the evening. Go back and watch this match. Trust me. Okay. Um, you know, and, and like I said, as much as I've been hating on um, uh, Becky Lynch lately, and as much as it pains me, um, she was absolutely fantastic in this match, as was Bianca and Asuka. Um, now, next up, as my dog literally sits on my foot, thank you so much. Let me me turn the wheelchair off so I don't run over your face, because he literally has his head on my tire. Like, he's using it as a pillow, I swear to God. Um, but, uh, next up, we, um, we have... Bobby Lashley versus Omas and MVP and I, I. Oh yeah! Oh, I was getting to that. I know. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm saying. I hope we're done. This shit sucks. Please stop putting Omos on my TV. It I'm was, sorry. Omas, as in no mas, which means no more in Spanish. No mas, no! I can't take it! (laughs) This is is terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And and I've, I've said this before. All credit to MVP. He is working his ass off. And by proxy, so is, um... So is Bobby Lashley. They are working their asses off to get this guy over. It's just not working. Now, granted, now, granted, at WrestleMania, he had 
what I would consider his best match. But even that was fucked up because, you know, on the Raw prior to WrestleMania, they took him off of his feet for the first time. See, so why, see. Not, why not save that for WrestleMania and make it a special thing? He, he was so much better when he was just a bodyguard for Raw Underground. <laughs> well, and that's not saying much. Right? Um, but it's just, this guy can't wrestle. And yet, The no. Undertaker wants me to believe he's the next Andre the Giant. Please. Oh, wow. I, I mean this in, with all due respect and reverence to the legend that is The Undertaker. Mark Calloway, please don't kick my ass, but your opinion on Omas in this situation sucks. It's disturbing. How dare you put Omas and Andre the Giant in the same sentence? How dare you? (laughs) It's disgusting. So, after my bathroom break took place, um... We got to Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens. And let me clarify something for you, folks. In my official predictions um, on the pre-show that we did, I picked Ezekiel to win this match. Not because I actually thought he was going to win, but I figured, you know, if if they don't have... If they don't have him win, where the fuck do they go with the storyline? Well, I guess, um, I guess WWE will have to answer that question because Kevin Owens, justifiably, in terms of a talent perspective, got the win. Now, now, all, all respect goes to Kevin Owens, really, because I think he is a fantastic performer and he should be at the top of the card consistently in the WWE title picture, but no, he's not. He's dealing with Ezekiel. And and lie detector test and and, and, and Maury Povich impersonations and oh my god, make it fucking stop. You know, I was waiting for I was waiting for Elias to show up. Oh, God, please don't play into it, Please. I've, I've had enough. No, no. And it's just... Come on, it would be clever. I have Elias on the big screen. Oh, fuck. No, no. no. And see, see even, even, even this pisses me off because I'm currently on a website and... Can you guess the rating that they gave this match? The letter uh, grade that they gave this match? Seven? No. Oh. They gave it a B plus. Oh, letter. You mean letters. Okay. Yes. They gave this no, match a B plus. No, this was not a B plus. Get out of here. No. GTFO. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so I would I would call this a low point. I really would. 
um, did not need to be on the pay-per-view. Next up, we had the Judgment Day versus AJ Styles, Finn Bauer, and Liv Morgan. Mm-hmm. Now, this match was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's um, I didn't have a problem with it. And but now, you know, after what we saw on Monday Night Raw, I'm a little bit confused because I think I understand why they did what they did, but um, it kind of it kind of takes the magic out of this match because I was really enjoying everything about this match. I thought that this was a really fun situation, and now it looks like. The end of ju- the Judgment Day, at least as we know it, which we'll get which we'll get into further on the um, Monday Night Raw review. Um, but I would even go as far as to say that, that, that this match was a high point of yep. Hell in a Cell. Um, what was not a high point was Happy Corbin versus Madcap Moss. Now this match now, didn't make you happy. No, it did not. Boom. (laughs) I I found it entertaining as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, your your cynicism is is delightful. I appreciate it. But, um, but no. Now, now, there was a positive. I really enjoyed seeing Mad Cat Moss drop the suspenders and cut the bullshit. Yep. But now, now he looks like a, like an 80s porn star and I'm just not feeling it. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but nonetheless... Between him and Pretty Deadly, what's going on? It's just, what the f*** is going on? Please, wear regular clothing <laughs> that makes sense, but I don't need to see, you know... I've always had this complaint about professional wrestling. I, I always have, you know, as much as I love professional wrestling, it's like, can their attire be a little bit more, you know, substantial, please? I just, I don't need to see, you know, greased up men running around. I, it just doesn't need to be a thing. Um, but that's just me. You know, nothing against... Nothing against you if that's what you like. Happy Pride Month and all of that. We're not making a joke about Pride Month. Please. Shush. Shush, please. Shush. Shush, please. <laughs> um, but, but no, this is not a B-level thing as... as wait, um, wait, sorry, when did they give this match? Bleacher Report gave this a B. Oh, fuck, no. No, no, no. I gave this a C. It was bad. Even lower than that. No. So, next up we had Theory versus Mustafa Ali. Okay. Um, I did see something cool before the match took place. Mustafa Ali um, is from Chicago, so this was a homecoming and they had a video where he was showing his daughters everything and and stuff like that as a as a as a family man myself 
I don't, you know, I don't have kids, but family is very important to me, and it's it's nice to see the human side of the wrestlers sometimes. So that was a cool moment. No, nothing against that. Um, you know, and I there's a lot I like about theory, um, but this, this match and and what what we know Mustafa Ali is to WWE television. This match did not need to be on the pay-per-view at all. No. I understand they're trying to make um, Theory look strong. You know, they announced that John Cena is coming back on April 27th in Laredo, Texas. April 27th? Or, uh, did I say April? I meant June. June 27th in Laredo, Texas. And the rumor is that he's going uh, one-on-one with Austin Theory for the United States title because they've been going back on and forth on social media. That's not how I would do it. That's not how I would book it, but we'll get to that <coughs> after we talk about this actual match a little bit more. Um, now... Now, obviously, Ali got the nice hometown pop, um, you know, and, and and Ali took a gigantic bump when uh, when Theory knocked him off the turnbuckle all the way to the floor. That looked nasty, actually. I was a little bit concerned. Um... And then there was a little bit of a timing issue at one point where where Ali tried to super kick Theory when he jumped off the top rope, um, but their timing was off, and Theory caught um, Ali's knee. So that was a little bit weird. Um, and, um, you know... Th- not like the match was bad. I don't want to come on here and, and criticize everything and say everything sucks. A lot about this card was very solid. It just it didn't need to be on a pay-per-view, which means it didn't feel important, which means if I feel like these matches are better suited on a Monday Night Raw or a Friday Night SmackDown, that's not a recipe for a good pay-per-view. Were any of these matches especially bad? No. But, you know, are they pay-per-view quality? No. And and that and that's just how I feel about it. Um, now, this is, this is where the conversation gets spicy, folks. So make sure that you turn up your volume... You have your popcorn and your favorite beverage because this is where the podcast goes off the rails. Yeah, we we sprinkle words in the conversation and if that's not your thing, you can sit at the table where they don't where they don't spice their food up. You can you can sit at the kitty table with your little with your little nieces and nephews and cut their little cut their little turkey servings with plastic forks. This is where the adults speak for a minute. Um. Okay. Now, first things first. Throughout the day, 
prior to Hell in a Cell. Well, are you talking about the, the main event? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Now, throughout the day, prior to the pay-per-view, the news was breaking all over the place that, that Cody Rhodes had suffered a torn pectoral muscle while um, while training, and his, his status for Hell in a Cell was up in the air. Now, uh, as the day went along, they still were not pulling Cody Rhodes from the advertisements. So I was like, I'm thinking to myself, you know, how the fuck is he gonna gonna wrestle if he's got a pe- torn pec? There's no possible way. You know, I understand this puts WWE in an awkward position because. You know, this was their biggest match on the card, especially with the way that Cody Rhodes has been booked since his return to the company. Now, now for for everything that we criticize WWE for, um, I will happily give them this. The way that Cody Rhodes has been booked on TV since his return has been spot on. I was personally concerned that he that he was going to come back as Stardust, or have like a two or have like a two week um, moment in in the sunshine, and then and then get sent back to mid card um, mediocrity. Um, but um, but the way that he has been presented has been absolutely perfect. Um, so when I heard about this injury. Um, I'm like, oh shit, where well, that goes. And um, first and foremost, I just feel bad for Cody. You know, I mean, uh, we we've um, we've had quite the quite the week when it comes to wrestling injuries. Uh, first, we had CM Punk with his um, broken foot, which which, in my opinion, he did to himself before he even got in the ring. When he was jumping over the barricade, I don't think that's <clears throat> necessary. I don't think I don't think we'll be seeing that very much um, uh, upon his return. <laughs> I think we can I think we can cut the bullshit with the stage dives, Mister Pop. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then um, we all, we also have um, Brian Danielson injured. Um, you know, we don't know the the status of that. Um, we also have Zack Ryder, um, you know, a.k.a. Matt Cardona, uh, injured. So it's just been a terrible week in terms of wrestling injuries. But Cody Rhodes, um, Cody Rhodes, in terms of where he, where he is and, and the timing of everything, it's just terrible. It's just as terrible as SDM Punk. Um, and I, I was on the verge of tears on behalf of CM Punk. I am not an emotional person. Uh, you know, I, I almost never cry. Uh, last time I cried was, um, my grandmother's funeral seven years ago. It just, it, it doesn't happen. Um, but, um, but I legitimately felt bad for him. Um, but, um, but so the pay-per-view kicks off, and the commentators are, are talking about 
um, Rhodes injury, and, and but they're still not announcing that you know the match has been off, and you know before that, uh, Cody posted on Twitter for the love of the game, so it appeared that he was still going to wrestle or whatever. Now I was thinking. I was thinking that they would run an angle, cancel the match, have him get hurt, and cancel the match until he came back. Um, that didn't happen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what the fuck Cody was thinking. I don't, I don't know what the medical professionals that are so highly touted by WWE... We have the best doctors in the universe. First of all, and, and, and I mean this because I, you know, I, I come from a family of nurses. I've had a, a number of surgeries, a number of medical difficulties throughout my, my entire life. Um, whoever cleared Cody to wrestle... I don't care how much he wanted to. I don't. I don't care how much it meant to him. I don't care about. Du- All due respect, I don't care about Dusty or whatever. In this instance, a man with a torn pec should not be entering Hell in a Cell or a wrestling ring in any capacity to do anything whatsoever. Can you? Can you imagine the uproar that would have taken place? Had Cody gotten injured further, or had Seth Rollins gotten hurt because Cody couldn't wasn't at full capacity and couldn't protect him from an injury, can you imagine if um, if let's say Seth had had um, you know botched a buckle bomb or um, or botched anything for that matter and. You know, and one is one or both of these guys got got per, like seriously or permanently injured because of this. This was the wrong decision. He should not be in there. He should he should not have wrestled. When he took off his rain jacket, Elio, I was dead silent. As was the crowd. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Holy jumping Jesus. What the fuck is going on? Now, now, aside from my, from my feelings of what the fuck is Cody doing, um, you know, let me, let me talk about this. I understand where Cody's coming from. You know, he, he want this is the biggest match. Um, you know, the, well, I think WrestleMania was the biggest match, but he's in the, he's in the, the middle of the biggest push of his entire career. Um, you know, I get it. You know, WWE would have been in the shit in terms of finding a main event to replace him. You know, maybe he didn't want to let Seth Rollins down or something something along those lines. I don't know. You know, and and the performance that Cody put put on was the performance of his life. 
I don't know. I don't know how the man could even move, let alone let alone participate in a wrestling match in in Hell in a Cell. What that I I on one hand I am I am absolutely disgusted at the fact that he was allowed to compete. And I'm not saying I'm disgusted with WWE. I'm disgusted with everybody uh, in the in the um, scenario, including Cody. I, I think it was incredibly ir- irresponsible to do, um, not just for Cody, but just just for for everything that could have gotten fucked up because Cody was clearly fucked up. I mean, half of his body wasn't working correctly. But yet he was still able to do that. So, so on one hand, I'm just I'm disgusted. But on the other, it's like, how could you not respect somebody who goes and out and and does that? You know, I I saw a quote because because everybody was feeling like I was feeling on social media. Everybody was like, "What the fuck is going on?" You know, please don't hurt yourself. You know, any further. But then, then I saw this quote where it said that all acts of, of bravery start by doing something stupid. And um, and this was definitely the case with, with Cody Rhodes. Um, you know, did you what do you what do you think about what Cody Rhodes did on in uh, Hell in a Cell? What, what was your take on it? I couldn't believe he, I was seeing like the stuff, some of the stuff I was seeing, like especially when uh, Seth put him through that table. That was it, and I I missed the part where he in the beginning when he took his jacket off because I stepped away from the TV for a minute to go get my stuff done here. Oh, uh, go back and take a look. No, at no, it. no, 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 wait. But um, after he got put through the table. The camera was on the right side. I saw a little bruise, but then when he turned around, I saw everything. I'm like, holy, that looks painful. I don't know how he got through this match. I I, I don't know either. That that guy's on something different. And uh, he he uh, there's a video of him talking to the crowd after the show. Did you see that one? Uh, no, I did not. Yeah, it's on Bleacher. There was a video of him talking to the crowd after the show. Yeah, and um, and just uh, oh, I'm sorry, my uh, my headphones fell off. Hang on one sec. All right, and we're sorry. back. There we go. I'm, so, I'm sorry, my my headphones fell off. Um. <clears throat> But uh, yeah, I, I I mean I see it from both sides, but it's just I I think it was too big of a risk, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just I for that reason alone, I don't like it at all. And um, and you know this whole thing um, wasn't just at Hell in a Cell; it was. Um, it continued on Monday Night Raw. I expected what we saw on Monday Night Raw to happen before the 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 match with Cody and Seth. That's what I expected to happen. Um, well, before you go on, and 
I, okay, you've heard me say this before, how I hate wrestling fans. Yeah. You wrestling fans are absolutely stupid when you go on social media and say that Cody is faking the injury and that's just makeup and you saw Seth's fingerprint in there. I just have no words. You fans are just stupid. Just sit down and just shut up. Yeah, well, so, some of them are, you know, they're, they're not Mensa members, let's put it that way. <laughs> imagine if one of these fans got injured and the rest of the IWC said that they were faking the injury. I'm sure they wouldn't like it then. And then, uh, yeah. then, you, then you even say that this is an angle to write Cody off of TV until the Rumble. Are you really that stupid? No, no. The angle was when was when Cody got hit with the sledgehammer from behind by Seth Rollins on Monday Night Raw. What we saw on on uh, the pay per view on Sunday that was not an angle. Please shut the fuck up. Right. So that's why, like, you wrestling fans that think you know everything, sit the fuck down, shut the fuck up, and don't talk. Exactly. So, you know, that's how, we, that's how I feel about it. Um, so that pretty much wraps up our, um, our take on Hell in a Cell. And uh, we'll move on to Monday Night Raw, and thankfully that's Elio's job. <laughs> Elio, God bless you, sir. It's my and, birthday gift to you. <laughs> well, I appreciate that so much. Right. So, right off, we had that big, um, that opening segment with Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins and the whole angle, which I, I'm not sure what to think about this. What do, what do you think about this? What they did? Um... Well, like like I said, I um, I expected um, I expected the the write off to to be a result of what happened on on Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. I, I did not expect a Hell in a Cell match to take place. Um, n- now, now obvi- obviously they have to write, they have to write him off um, somehow. But and, and it makes perfect sense given given the nature of the storyline with Seth Rollins and the kind of asshole heel that Seth Rollins is. Mm-hmm. He's a psycho, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, this this is this is WWE's version of the Joker, the visionary Seth Rollins. That's what this is, mm-hmm. with the fucking crazy outfits and the. And all the bullshittery. I mean, I mean, it's it's awesome. Um, yep. But um, but yeah, I um, I I don't know. I I would have been I would have been much more comfortable um, had had this happened at Hell in a Cell and and the match didn't happen. Now this opening match, we do not need this. First, we had. Becky Lynch and Dana Brooke, why are you putting Becky Lynch in a 24-7 title picture? Don't do that. This was a bad way to start Raw. No, that, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a permanent low point. Anything to do with the uh, 24-7 title. Is, like, like, Becky's in the ring with uh, about that match with Dana Brooke. 
then the 24-7 bullshit happens, and then Becky's like, no, 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 if anyone's going to win a title, it's going to be me in a match. And she she says Dana Brooke is going to challenge, is going to defend her 24-7 championship against Becky Lynch. No, we don't want to see that because we already know that they're not going to make Becky Lynch the 24-7 champion. No, absolutely not. Um, okay, uh, normally I... Hey, Elio, keep, keep going for a second. I got to step off for one second. Hold on. Normally I give Ms. TV as my co-host steps away for a minute. Normally I give Ms. TV a low point. In this case, I want to give it a low point, but I want to give it a high point as well because it wasn't... Too bad, the high point mainly because of uh, Riddle, and I'm a fan of Riddle. So, Riddle comes out and talks about how he wants to take out the USOs and he wants to challenge Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. So, after, so this uh, leads to a match between him and Miz because he challenges Miz, who at first says no, but then Champa runs off from behind and attacks Riddle, which probably causes Miz to change his mind and agrees to that match. So we had Riddle defeating the Miz, and following that we had this, I do not understand, a championship contenders match, Street Profits versus the Usos. Why are we having championship contenders matches? I do not understand. And here we go. Michael has returned. Ben? Yeah. I was telling the fans about Miss TV. I want to give that a high point, but I want to give it a low point at the same time. Because a high point, because it's riddle, okay? But uh, the low point, because Miss TV, I mean, last week's Miss TV was fun with the yeah. three profits. But this week, um, with the Champa attacking Riddle from behind. And, uh, and, 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 and the, the proclamation of the size of Mrs. Testicles. I See, that's why. That's why I want to give it a high point, because I just found it interesting when Maurice was entertaining. So that's why I want to give it a high point. It's because Mar- I Maurice, Maurice's dress was entertaining. I don't know <laughs> if the uh, promo was entertaining. No, but do what she was saying. No, this has average. It's either average. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm like, what? No, I didn't, no, I didn't need to see that. Then, uh, the, so that led to the middle of the film, Miz. And then uh, we had the... Why are we having championship contenders matches? Now, look, hear me out. For as long as I've been watching, my understanding is you have tag team A versus tag team B, right? Yeah. One of one team wins, either A or B. The winner of the the match faces the tag team champions for the title. Uh, that would be my understanding. Why are we having a team facing the tag team champions for a cha- in a championship contenders match? 
Yeah, wouldn't it just be the, the title match if they're already facing the champions? I, I don't understand. This is the third one we've seen. It's just, I, I don't get it. And of course, next we had Veer Mahan defeating Dominic Mysterio by disqualification. Nobody gives a shit. I, Nobody I, I, gives a damn. I, I, will, I will say this, though, for, for Veer Mahan. At least they didn't have him scream and yell the way that the way that they have been. He cut a pre-match promo back or backstage or earlier in the evening or whatever, and he actually sounded normal and very menacing mm-hmm. because he wasn't being, you know, like over the top or ridiculous or whatever the fuck. But in terms of Veer Mahan versus the Mysterios, like stop. Just stop. It's it's getting near as old as the Omos and Bobby Lashley uh, feud. And speaking of Omos, can we be done with him on already? Like in the next match, he defeats Cedric Alexander in seven seconds. I just I don't. I mean, what? Well, Look, part of, part of me understands it because it's like, what else is he going to do? But when he's that limited, why are you putting him in the ring? Yes, I understand. Against, the, no, against Cedric Alexander, though, why? I don't know. Anyone but Cedric. Why do you do that to him for? I know. It's terrible. And then we have Ezekiel defeating Otis. <laughs> Uh, as in, as in, who gives a fuckus? Uh, you know, uh, no. And the main event was a four-way. Rhea Ripley defeating Alexa Bliss, Dewdrop, and Liv Morgan. Um, okay, but for, for um, aside from all the matches, we have to talk about Cheshire Day's newest member. Yeah. Uh, Finn Power and um and for those of you that are confused maybe you didn't see Raw um, you know Finn Power faced off against uh, Judgment Day in a six man tag at Hell in a Cell um now my, my assumption here and this is just this is just me spitballing I think WWE felt forced to to switch Edge to a babyface scenario because of because of what happened with Cody. Um, maybe they felt like they didn't have enough, um, you know, depth on the babyface side of things, and and I agree with that. If if that is the case, that's the, that's the existing rumor online. And I happen to agree with that with that assumption, but um, but on one hand I like it, but on the other hand it's like you know, um, Judgment Day just got started like less than you know just barely like two months ago at WrestleMania, um, and now now they've been drastically altered. It's almost like this is 
this is a new Bullet Club version of of uh, the Judgment Day. You know, it, it's just it's not it doesn't really work. It's very sudden. Um, so part of me understands that, and maybe Edge is needed elsewhere. And and I do think a heel turn is the, is the right decision for um, for Finn Balor because when he was when he was the prince in NXT before he came back to the main roster, that was a very good role for him. And, um, you know, so th- this could be more of the same, um, you know, for Finn Bauer in the heel role. But there's th- still three members. Are they going to add a fourth member for real this time? Well, I don't, I don't know. See, because I, th- I think those plans got fucked up. When when Cody got hurt, I think people were scrambling backstage. But see, so part of me understand, like I said, part of me understands it. Um, but part of me, like this is this is a this is a direct result of WWE's failures elsewhere. Because if they used the current NXT the way it's supposed to. I don't even think the current NXT should exist because what was wrong with the old NXT? But I'm not I'm not opening up that can of worms again. I'm just saying the purpose of NXT is to build future stars. The purpose of professional wrestling and the WWE in, in, in general is to build stars. They have done a piss poor job of doing that, um, you know, for years. You know the the last the last true star that they built, I would argue, in terms of main event, everybody knows his name. You know is you know is Roman Reigns. Other than that, there's not one single star that has been that has been built in the current time to take to take Roman's place. And I think that guy was supposed to be Cody. Um, but now that Cody's gone for the rest of the year, possibly even more, who knows? Um, I think I think that they're fucked up. And, um, you know, the Judgment Day was a uh, casualty of that. Now, what will it look like under Finn Bauer? I don't know. Am I excited to see what Finn Bauer can do with it? Yeah, um, but um, you know where, where Edge goes from here. Uh, you know that was a very quick uh, turnaround, so I don't think this did. They edge. changed up with AJ Styles. Yeah, yeah. So, but it is what it is, and you know nobody really saw this coming with Cody Rhodes, and I, I get it. And I don't want to be an asshole, but I, I would also be um, neglecting my duties as a as a podcaster if I didn't if I did not bring up the fact that that the situation that WWE finds themselves in is of their own making because you know the fact that they don't have anybody on a top level. That's not 47, 48 years old or older. That's their own problem. 
You know, are they, who are they, are they going to call Roman back? Like the Ghostbusters? Who are you going to call? You know, are, are they going to come call him back from fucking doing his movie that he was supposed to do and take 10 weeks off during the summer? Are they going to rely on John Cena? The answer is yes. They are going to rely on John Cena. And, and, and trust me, I have no problem with John. I, I understand how important he is. I, I get I get all that, but it's also, you know, it, it further illustrates my point. Instead of focusing on building new stars and using this as an opportunity for guys like, you know, Santos Escobar, guys like, um, you know, uh, 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 Champa, you know, and, and so many others, they're going to call people like Roman, people like Brock, people like Goldberg. I can see it now. People like, you know, I, I don't understand. They're going to call everybody under the sun that nobody wants to see instead of, instead of using this as an opportunity to catapult people like, like, you know, like theory or, um, you know, even if they built anybody correctly at this point, um, you know, and theory would be my prime example. Are they ready to, to take, take the ball and run with it, so to speak? No. And that's WWE's fault. So, do I feel bad um, for Cody for the situation he's in? Of course. Do I understand why they did what they did with Ed? Yes. Am I looking forward to Finn Bauer and Damian Priest and seeing what the fuck they can do? Oh, hell yeah. But, you know, so it's, it's, it's going to be a very interesting summer, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You know, I, I think... I think that this could either be a blessing in disguise or a precursor to um, panic for WWE, um, depending on uh, depending on which way you look at it. But one thing's for sure, I do not want to see Lesnar in a fucking WrestleMania match again. No. 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 No, no, you like Cowboy Brock. I, I like Cowboy Brock. We've talked about it. I think I it's hilarious. I'm you don't want to see the Cowboy in a WrestleMania match. But no, I mean not at this point. All right. <laughs> so that's my thought. All right. So that's Monday Night Raw and um, Kate Ben. Um, I had a couple of lists for you, but I had an idea. Because I was looking at these lists, and one is related to Hell in a Cell because it is the top 10 Hell in a Cell matches. I'm not going to tell you which ones are on here, but... Uh, and uh, the other one is the top 10 all-time greatest rivalries, which I'm not going to tell you what's on here. But I was thinking about turning these into future tournaments. Uh, I'm, I'm down with that. Because I think these would be some pretty fun tournaments to do. I agree. So, so those that's my thoughts on the list. Um, now we move on to Time Warp. 
And uh, we are going back to Sunday, December 29th, 1985. Oh, here we go, boys. So, in music, the top song on the U.S. charts was Say You Say Me by Lionel Richie. I don't care because that was boring. Holy shit. Yet on the UK charts, number one song was Merry Christmas Everyone by Ray Stevens. Okay, sure. And the movies that came out the week of December 22nd to the 28th. On Christmas Day, we had Revolution, which was a war movie that took place during the Revolutionary War. While Trip to Bountiful is a movie that took place in post-World War II. Oh, cool. And on December 22nd, we had the movie Joey, which is a techno uh, horror fantasy movie, which oh, I, yeah. you saw my picture at the start of yes. the show. Yes. <laughs> All right, now, um, so Sunday, December 29th, the Mid-South Wrestling at the Houston Col- Sam Houston Coliseum. In the opening match, Terry Taylor defeats Killer Tim Brooks with a roll-up. Oh, God. I hate roll-ups. I hate, I, I love fruit roll-ups, but in professional wrestling, a roll-up is terrible. Stop. Match number two, we have Hector and Chavo Guerrero defeating the Fabulous Ones when Hector rolled Stan Lane up with a small package. Oh, God. Uh, what is it with these roll-ups? I, I just, uh. The third match was really good. Holy jeez, this was a bloodbath. Uh, Ted DiBiase defeating Dick Murdoch by DQ after the Master Assassin interfered, but both of these guys were busted open during this match. Oh. Given the competitors, I'm not surprised. And in the main event, Dick Slater defeats... Butch Reed in a 60-minute time limit match. Did it actually go the 60 minutes or no? I don't believe it did. You know, did they always... I don't think these matches ever go the full 60 minutes. Well, well, no. I'm just... I was just curious. Yeah. So. So, that is time work for this week. Uh, I'm working on uh, the um, audio. I'm going to... Today's Tuesday, I'm going to see about getting that done on Saturday and for Saturday. And now we're going to move on to the final segment, and we we will be back with wrestling roulette. All right, Ben, are you ready for wrestling roulette? Yes, sir. So I play twenty-one tracks, ten seconds, and my co-host has to guess which wrestler that theme belongs to. Ben, here's your first one. Um, I'm not sure. That is Killian Dane. Oh, shit. Speaking of sweater weather, good lord. <laughs> hey, here we go, number two. 
Is that Carmella? Yes, Carmella. Cool. Isn't that bad? Yeah. Oh. I, I was getting ready to say Tony D'Angelo, but I'm like, oh, I'm like nah, that would be. That is terrible. I gotta listen to that whole thing. Okay, here we go. Number three. Speaking of terrible gimmicks, Repo Man. Repo, my God. It was a fun gimmick. It was terrible, but it was fun. Well, yeah, but I'll give you that. All right, here we go. Um, Alexa Bliss. No. no. Liv Morgan. Oh, shit. Okay. That makes sense. And here you go, number five. Remember, Elio, it wasn't his fault. Gene Snitsky. Gene Snitsky. And his teeth in that gimmick were disgusting. Oh, my God. And from what I understood, he did that for real. I mean, he... I was just about to say they had to be, like, prosthetic teeth. That was real? Like, he did that for real. That's disgusting. What, what? No. (laughs) Oh. Is he a dentist, please? I might not recommend Dr. Giggles. He won't hurt you much. I promise. Okay, anyways. (laughs) What the fuck? Oh, my sweet Uh, What words could I ever possibly say to keep you here? None. <laughs> oh my god. None whatsoever, because I'm out the door with, you know, quicker than you can say Bertha. Bertha Faye. Bertha Faye. Good god, can you imagine waking up underneath a bed? Holy shit. <laughs> what did you do to Rhonda Singh? Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure. It sounds like a funky version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That is absolutely terrible. That belongs to Virgil. Oh, God. All right, four and three. Four and three. Here we go. Track number eight. Shout out to my fellow Marylander. Francis, aka Top Dollar in Hit Row. Alright, Hit Row. So, yeah, he, he, also, he also did WWE's Hidden Treasures with guys like Undertaker and Kane. Yep. Have you, did you watch them? Parts of them, yeah. Yeah, I used to watch it too. It's not, is it on anymore? No, I don't think so. Okay, so here we go. Five and three, here we go with track number nine. Thank you. 
Daenerys Mosh? I have no idea. That is Riddick Moss. Oh, fuck. Well, at least he's not Madcap anymore, thank Christ. Well, no, they call the Madcap Moss on the pay-per-view. Well, well I, I know, but I'm just saying, like, in terms of being dressed like a clown. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. So, five and four, he will attract ten. Our truth. Our truth. I believe that's the first time we've had that one on there. Yep. This one is called. I, I can't believe this is the title. What is it's, it? This is called Little Jimmy. Oh God. Oh, okay. I gotta hear this after. And here we go. So six and four. Four. Yeah. Shackle up, and here we go. I am in the top one. EC3. EC3. Oh, yeah. Have you seen this controlling narrative? No. I follow it on Instagram. That it is terrible. The promotion is so bad. I, I honestly, I haven't seen any of it, so I wouldn't know. But I, I, I would have to take a look. I mean, you take a look, but like, I mean, I, just, I, I don't see it. So yeah, seven and four. Go track twelve. Rick Flair. Rick Flair. All right, eight and four. Check. Thirteen, here we go. The Young Stallions. Oh, God. Uh, Eight and five. Five, yes. Track 14, here we go. I don't have the slightest idea. The Rougeau Brothers. Oh, Lord. Okay, eight and six. Here we go. Fifteen, here we go. Bianca Belair. Great match I have on a cell. Bianca Belair. Sorry, nine and six. Yep. Go. Track 16. All hail the Queen. Queen Zelina. Uh, 
that King, that King and Queen of the Ring tournament was such a waste of time. Queen <laughs> and Selena. All right, uh, that's a ten and six, and yeah, yes. ten, ten and six, or is it ten and seven? Ten and six. Ten and six. Can I just say, this is Def Rebel. This is the music they put out. Oh God! Somebody, somebody needs to be on the next, uh, next batch of budget cuts immediately. You know, track seventeen. Here we go. I'm, I'm going to kick myself, but realistically, I don't know. That is James Ellsworth. Oh, God. Alright, so 10 and 7, you know, track 18. Curtis Clay and the Funkadactyls. Yes, 11 and 7. No, sorry, it's tons of funk. Um, I'm joking on. No one remembers tons of funk. Yeah, 11 and 7, alright. Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Right. Uh, 12 and 7. Here we go. Track 19. You ready? Yep. Uh, Rob Van Dam. Yes, Rob Van Dam. <laughs> what, what? The original RVD will smoke your ass. Well, RVD 420 will smoke your ass. Oh, was... How did you guess that that one? That wasn't the usual one that he comes out with. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just very familiar with the RVD. Oh, okay. All right. Um, well, uh... Yeah, 12 and... No. 13 and 7. Th- th- yeah, it's 13 and Lex Luger? Yes. And he was a narcissist. Actually, this one is his Made in the USA theme. Well, yeah, but it sounded... Okay, cool. Yeah, no, sounded, no, I know, I get it. It sounded somewhat similar. But yeah, so, uh, 14 and... 7. 7. There we go. Not bad. He did well. 
Well, it's my birthday, so luck was on my side. All right, that ways to bring the show to a close. Very good. All right, that's it. Another episode of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, happy birthday. Hope you had a great day. And we will talk to you all on Saturday night. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I did indeed have a very happy birthday. And thanks for hanging out with me as well, Elio. And we will see you on Saturday.